Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm really excited to share what I feel like God has put on my heart tonight. Um, it's been stirring, stirring my heart for a while, and uh, I've no idea how this is going to go, because potentially I'm going to say some stuff that's going to be quite confronting and a little bit opposite to what you're used to hearing. So uh, I'm a bit nervous, and I thought the best way to get over some, some nerves would be with some inspirational quotes. Who's an inspirational quote person? Who loves a good inspirational quote? Yeah, loves them. I reckon Gabe's one of the people that's got inspirational quotes like their, uh, their wallpaper. You got an inspirational quote in your wallpaper, Gabe? I reckon, I reckon he does. <laughs> Who remembers that season on Instagram, probably like seven years ago, where every second post was an inspirational quote? Where everyone thought they were the next, like, uh, next Gandhi and saying stuff and like putting things out and like trying to inspire the world by posting a cool picture with like the, the fun background with an inspirational quote on it? Anyone over 25 remembers that season? <laughs> Anyone under 25 is like, oh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But, um, so I thought, we'd, let's start with some inspirational quotes to, uh, to, to get me over my nerves and get us excited for the night. Top left, love yourself enough to put yourself first. Oh, I like it. I like it. That, feels, that feels good. That feels good. If you don't put yourself first, you are letting the world know you can wait and you will wait, because each time you put someone else's happiness before your own, you drop yourself down a place until you are last. All right, all right, all right, okay. Uh, think of your own needs and put yourself first in relationships. By putting yourself first and your happiness first, you teach people to respect you. All right, all right. And now, I'll do what's best for me. Okay, 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 okay. And my personal favorite, from uh, the man himself, Jordan Howard, the great, the great philosopher, Jordan Howard. <laughs> You do you, boo. You do you, boo. I mean, I know, I know like if you're feeling down and you read one of those quotes and you're like, oh, that feels pretty good. Yeah, I should put myself first. Yeah, I am the most important person in the world. Yeah, that's right. My feelings matter more than everyone else's feelings. Oh, that's right. My happiness is the most important thing in my life. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I do need to build myself up. Oh, yeah, I do. And we see it all the time. There's this message, quote after quote, advertisement after advertisement. Hey, buy those shoes. You deserve those shoes because you are the most important person in your life. Hey, hey, buy that shirt because you deserve that shirt. You've worked hard and you, you've earned that shirt and your happiness matters more than your bank account. So you should buy that shirt. Oh, hands up if you heard that message before. Hands up if you've been told. And it's just part of this culture. Time and time again we hear, hey, you're the most important thing. Hey, you should put yourself first. You should need to put yourself first above everything else because you are the most important person in your life. You are the most important thing in your life. Your happiness is the most important thing. Your opinions, your feelings, your thoughts are the most important thing in this world. So you should always put them first. If someone comes against you and threatens that, no, no, put them out of the road. You need to put yourself first. You need to elevate yourself to the number one position. And we see these quotes and like sometimes... Like you're reading, like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I actually do need to look after myself some more. I do need to put myself first more often. I need to stop being a, a pushover. And I actually need to, I need to put myself first. And if we're not careful, I've seen it time and time again. This message is being thrown out to this generation. This message is being thrown out to people all the time. And if we start to believe it, you start to think, oh, you know what? I am the most important person. I am more important than anything else in this world. I am. My feelings do matter more than anything else. My happiness does matter more than everything. <sighs> Me getting my water was the most important thing right then. 
But it's just this thing that's pervaded. And we see that can begin to influence the way we look at life, begin to influence the way we look at situations, begin to influence the way we do anything. And I don't know about you, I'm not sure it's working. I'm not sure that that mindset is actually producing a generation or a group of people that are ready to handle life. And well, husbands, you know, you know that this doesn't work because there has definitely been times, if you are married and you're, you're a man, you know there's been times where if you put yourself first and you had a beer and watched that football game while your wife was asking you to empty the dishwasher, you know that you putting your happiness first meant that there was no life for you. <laughs> you know that that means that your happiness was very short-lived because that was not going to end well for you. So to actually have joy and happiness situation, you had to put your wife's needs before your own. Married men, I know, Jaden's nodding at me. He's like, bro, I know. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's this thing, like, if we follow that logic to its final conclusion, I don't know if it leads to a healthy culture. I don't know if it leads to a healthy place to live. Because if you're always putting yourself first, the goalpost always changes. The goalpost always moves. If you think my happiness is the most important thing, well, one day, one thing might make you happy. But then the next day, something else is going to make you happy. Then the next day, something else is going to bring you joy. And then the next day, something else is going to make you feel good. And so your goalpost keeps changing. You never have a set destination. And um, I was checking out this study recently. Uh, one Hope did a, a global youth culture study. And this is looking at uh, between 13 and 19-year-olds. This study was done in 2020, between March and July. And they asked on an online survey... These, these teens to, um, to answer these questions and basically ask them, in the last three months, have you felt lonely, high anxiety, or depression? And the results that came back were crazy. 74% of people said that in the last three months they had felt lonely. 60% of people said in the last three months they had felt high anxiety. 53% of people in the last three months, in 2020, between... March and July said they had felt depression. That's crazy. That's so many people. That's so many people who would say, oh man, I'm struggling. Oh man, I'm lonely. Oh man, I am not doing well. And you've got to wonder, like, why is that? Why is there so many people feeling that way? Why is there so many people who are struggling with this? And I think part of it is because we've bought into this narrative that we are the most important thing. That if we put ourselves first, then we'll find happiness. It's not working. If we search after our feelings, if I make our feelings number one priority and always make sure we do what makes us feel good, then we'll be happy, then we'll have joy. Stats would say it's not working. The stats would say there's no joy there. And you've got to wonder, it's like, if we have been teaching the next generation this, it's no wonder there's an epidemic of mental health issues because they keep putting themselves first. And like I said, the goalpost keeps moving. And if the Gold Coast keeps moving, you have no idea where you stand and you can't work out what's right and what's wrong and where you can actually find happiness. And it's no wonder they're anxious because they don't know what they actually want. They don't know where they're actually going to find joy. They don't know how to actually get there. And um, I want to offer you a solution tonight. Well, not me personally, a solution that I saw in the Bible provided by Jesus. Jesus provides the ultimate solution, I think, to where we can find joy, to where we can find life to where we can actually find the things that are going to build us up and see us win at life. And uh, I'm going to start with a story. Jesus is coming to the end of his time doing his ministry. He's coming to the Last Supper, the Passover. And he begins by sort of saying, you know what? 
My final hour has come. It's getting real close. It's getting real dark. It's time for me to actually move on and fulfill my, my mission on this earth, fulfill what I've been put here to do. And he's having this last supper with his boys, the disciples. And he does this thing. He does this thing that no one expects him to do. What he does, while they're sitting around having dinner, he goes, takes off his outer garment, puts a towel around his waist, gets a basin with some water, begins scrubbing the disciples' feet, begins washing their feet, begins showing them that how much he loves them by serving them. You see, this, this position, this role was a thing that was a custom in that time where a servant would go around and wash their feet because people used to walk with sandals or barefoot around these dirt, dirt roads and their feet would get really dirty and muddy and there's poo on the ground and stuff. And it got real nasty, got real nasty feet. These are feet you do not want to touch. If anyone's icky about feet at the moment, man, 2,000 years ago, you would have been real icky about feet like that. That was nasty. But Jesus, in one of his last few moments on the earth, one of those last few moments before he was crucified, one of his last few moments, his last dinner with the boys. You know what he does? He serves them. He offers himself to say, you know what? Even though I haven't got much time left before I get crucified, go, one of the, go through the most heartbreaking thing in the world, go through one of the hardest things to ever do, you know what I'm going to do? Instead of focusing on my happiness, instead of focusing on what's good for me, instead of focusing on my feelings, and honestly, if anyone had an excuse to put themselves first, Jesus had every excuse to put himself first in that situation. If anyone could honestly say, you know what, in about, well, some people say it was three days, that was sort of my recent studies, but like the, the standard thing is I believe it was the night before Jesus was crucified. But um, if anyone had an excuse to be like, you know what, I'm going to be crucified real soon, people are actually going to beat me up, they're going to hang me on a cross, and I'm going to die one of the most brutal deaths to save humanity, I feel like Jesus could be like, you know, I'm going to do that real soon, so I'm just going to take tonight a little bit chill, and I'm going to, I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to make sure I have a great night with the boys and just have the best time, put myself first, because I want to have a bit of fun before this, this wild thing happens. Man, if someone had an excuse to be like, you know what, I want to enjoy my happiness. I want to put my happiness above everyone else's, because things are about to get real messy for me real soon. Jesus goes, nah. No, 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 no. You know what matters more than my happiness, than, my, than me getting what I want? is actually going to serve the people I love. I'm going to put myself aside. I'm going to sacrifice my wants, my needs, my feelings, so that I can actually love people. So that I can love the people in my life. So that I can love these guys and serve them and show them what love looks like. Show them what real love looks like. So he gets down. He washes their feet. You know one of the craziest things I saw in this story? that really shows how much Jesus served and put his needs and wants aside, is that he actually washes the feet of the man who would betray him. He washes the feet of Judas. And now literally, just after he washes the feet, he starts telling disciples about how someone's going to betray him. So he knew when he was washing their feet that Judas was going to betray him, which led to his death. But he still he gets down on his knees and washes his feet. Now, if I was Jesus in this situation... That's when I'm uh, pulling out a special flask with the rubbing alcohol. That's when I'm sure he's got like cuts and bruises on his feet. So that's when the uh, salt water's coming out. I'm like, oh, you're going to betray me? Oh, I'm going to get some like alcohol in those. Yeah, feel that, Judas. But he's like, nah. Jesus loved this. Jesus loved this guy. Jesus loved him. And when one of his last few acts before he was crucified, he chooses to serve him. He chooses to lay down his wants, his needs, and serve him. 
John 13, 12 and 17 finishes off. This is the end of the story. When Jesus had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you not understand what I've done for you? He asked. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. Jesus says, hey, if you want life, serve people. If you want life, look out for other people. If you want life, sacrifice your wants, your needs, and serve the people around you. Serve people. He says in Matthew 20, verses 25-28, Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must first be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus says, if you want to have a great big life, if you want to be first, if you want to succeed, be last. Put yourself down the bottom. Put yourself in last place and say, hey, I'm going to serve this person. I'm going to choose to love this person. I'm going to choose to look after this person. I'm going to choose, even though this might hurt me, I'm going to love them. Jesus says in Matthew 16, 24, 26. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Jesus is saying, hey, you can chase after all these things in the world. You can follow the message of put yourself first. You do you, boo. But in the end of the day, it's not going to get you anywhere. If you actually want to have life and joy and happiness and peace, Serve other people. Put other people first. Look out for their needs. Love other people. Love other people. And man, this is so tricky. Honestly, this is not easy to do. This is not easy to do. And I think this is actually, if we can get a hold of this, if we can go out into the world, out into the world place that tells people, put yourself first, and we actually come with a different message and say, hey, you know what? Jesus says, we're going to love other people first. We're going to serve other people. We're going to love other people more than we love ourselves. And that's actually going to change the world. Because there are people who will see that and be like, oh man, these guys are living a different way. These guys are doing something totally unique. These guys are doing something I've never seen before. These guys are living in a way that's actually totally countercultural and providing joy, providing peace, providing happiness. It's providing life. Don't you want to live a great big life? If that's what you want, Jesus says it clearly. Put yourself Serve others. Put yourself under other people and serve them. Whoever wants to be first will be last. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's just like, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. And I think Jesus sort of comes to this conclusion. He sort of says, you know, in 1 Corinthians 13, we've got the love verse which talks about what love is. One of the things it says is love is not self-seeking. Love doesn't look out for itself. Love actually seeks to serve other people. Love seeks to put other people above you. Love seeks to actually honor other people. You see, love doesn't ask the question, what about me? Love doesn't ask the question, what's in it for me? Love doesn't ask the question, how does this help me? Love doesn't ask the question, what do I gain from this? When opportunity comes against you, and the first question you ask is, what do I get out of this? Maybe you're asking the wrong question. If you see something, you think, oh, how does this make me feel? How does this make me feel good? What is in this for me? Maybe you're asking the wrong question. What does love actually ask? 
Love asks, how can I help this person? How can I serve? How can I encourage? How can I honor? I think, just to put some practicals around it, how can we actually begin to love people this way? How can we actually move in a way that's putting the right things and the right priority so that we can serve and love people? I think Jesus gives the biggest key. He says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. First priority. First thing we need to do if we want to live a life filled with joy and peace. Love God. Love God. And when we begin to love God, we actually begin to put the other things in perspective. Because if we love God and love Him really well, begin that personal relationship with Him, we begin to see the things that He values. See the things that He actually wants to achieve. And if we actually get on board with God and loving Him, we actually get, begin to see that Jesus loves people. Jesus loves how people feel. Jesus loves to see them do well. And the best way that I can get on board with that and loving Jesus is actually to serve them. And practical ways of loving God. Read your Bible. Read the Scriptures. Get to know Him. Spend time talking to them, praying, journaling. Get in a life group and talk with people. There's just some practical ways you begin to love God and begin to build that relationship and that journey. And the other thing Jesus says is love people. Love your neighbor as yourself. Those are his two greatest commandments. Those are his two greatest commandments. And so how do we love people? How can we love them? Sometimes loving a person, sometimes loving someone means you've got to take an L so they can get a W. In a world that is so obsessed with the idea you get win after win, you know, like, was it, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Yeah, sometimes, that's all I know, all I know is, but we you know in this world is obsessed with win after win after win after win. You've got to put yourself first, you've got to chase your dreams, you've got to do what you want to do, you've got to look after yourself. God says, hey, take an L so that someone else can get a win. Man, how many times have you thought, you know what? If I help this person out, it's actually not going to be good for me. But I can show them love. I can serve them. I bet Jesus wasn't thinking when he was washing the disciples' feet, man, I really love washing feet. This is such a win for me. Man, this is such a good time. Oh, man, I love scrubbing horse poo off the bottom of people's feet. This is just the best ever. Man, that is a huge L, honestly. That is an L. But Jesus is like, you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take this. I'm going to sacrifice my wants, my needs, sacrifice my life so that other people can see how much God loves them. So that other people can see that God cares about them. So that other people can see that God wants the best for them. So that other people can know that God's love goes beyond your feelings. God's love goes beyond what you want. God's love goes beyond your happiness. God's love is so much bigger than that. God is actually looking at people and saying, hey, you love me, now love my people. Serve them. Serve them. Help them. And the third thing I want to quickly just touch is Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. And I think important is we need to love ourselves. We do actually need to love ourselves because we can't love other people unless we know how much we're loved. We can't love other people well. We can't love other people properly unless we know how much Jesus cares about us. And then we actually love ourselves. Because if you don't love yourself, you can't love someone else. You can't actually begin to understand how to love them because you're so caught up in your own feelings. 
And so if you're unhealthy and you're not well, do the work to get yourself well. Do your work to fill your cup up. But once your cup is full, it's time to pour it out. Don't just hold it and think, I finally got myself healthy. I'm going to hold on to this because it was scary last time I was empty. Trust God. Say, God, I'm loving you. I'm loving your people. I know if I tip some of this out and trust you, man, you're going to pour back into me. You're going to pour back into me, Jesus. I know that if I'm faithful to take what you've given me and serve and love other people, I know you're going to keep pouring in because you know you can use me. I know you're going to keep pouring into my cup so that I can love other people and serve other people. And it's this incredible thing. God says it. You know, if you want to be first, you've got to be last. And it's an upside down kingdom of heaven. If we actually serve people and put ourselves low, God actually lifts us up. God lifts us up. It's not about us lifting ourselves up. The thing is, if we try and do it in our own strength and lift ourselves up, we've got to hold ourselves there. We're the one who's going to have the strength. We're the one who's going to be there. But God says, hey, love me, love my people, serve them. I'll fill you up. I'll keep making sure you get what you need. I'll keep making sure that you've got everything you need so you can keep filling out the mission that I've given you. But you do have to sometimes take stock of yourself. Be like, if I'm unhealthy, do the work. But if I am healthy and able to love people, man, love people as much as I can. Even Jesus gives the example where he goes away into the wilderness and spends time with God so he can fill his cup. But he always goes to wilderness with the intention of coming back and serving people. He doesn't go to the wilderness with the intention of fulfilling his dreams and looking after himself. He goes back and says, God, I need you to fill me so that I can love other people, so that I can be used through you. So those are three things. Love God. Love people and serve them. Love yourself. And I think if you're sitting here and you've never experienced a relationship with Jesus, you know what? If you want to love people the way Jesus loved people, you've got to know Him first. You can't actually love people like Jesus wants you to love them unless you know Jesus. And um, if you're spending time with Him, like we're talking about filling that cup up, you've got to actually get in relationship with Jesus and begin to understand His love, spend time with Him, be around Him. I know for myself, when I'm regularly journaling, when I'm regularly praying, when I'm regularly spending time in worship and spending time getting to know Jesus, then I'm so much more full and able to actually love people so much better. The minute I stop doing that, my focus begins to come on myself because I'm getting empty. I'm like, how am I going to get through? But I expand myself and love Jesus and spend time in that relationship. I begin to, to find Him and to be filled so that I can love other people. And so when we all stand, stand tonight, and if you're here and you're thinking, man, I want to make an impact in this world. I actually want to make a huge impact at my school, at my university, at my workplace, in my family. I actually want to change the culture there. And you want to begin serving people like you've never served people before. You want to begin loving people in that way that you've never loved people before. If you want to get to the point where you start saying, you know what, my life isn't about me. My life is not about me. I'm not the first priority. God is number one. People are number two. And if I can get those two things in the right place, man, God is going to bring joy. God is going to bring peace. God is going to bring hope into your life. So um, why don't you close your eyes. And if you're here tonight and you're just like, Jesus, I just want to live that life you've called us to. I want to begin to serve on another level. I want to love people on another level. Why don't you just quickly in your head say a prayer, Jesus, God, show me what that looks like. Show me how to love people like you love people. Begin to lead me in that way. Begin to show me how good you are, how wonderful you are, so that I can begin to love people like you love people, to serve them, 
to honour them, to encourage them, to help me to be the person you've called me to be so that I can love those around me. And if you're here tonight and you've never perhaps begun that journey with Jesus and you've never thought about what it actually looks like to be in relationship with Him and you're hearing this message and it's the first time in your life you thought, wow, this isn't actually about me. There's actually more to this life than what I want. There's actually someone who's got a bigger plan and a bigger future, a bigger idea for my life than what I have. Someone who actually wants to see me win at life. Someone who actually wants to see me have joy and happiness. And if that's you and you're thinking, man, I would love to begin this relationship with Jesus. I would love to take that next step on my journey with Jesus and begin to see Him for who He really is, to understand what that relationship's like so that I can begin to love the people around me better, so I begin to love myself better. If that's you tonight, I just love what everyone's got their eyes closed. You just put your hand in the air just so we know where you're at, so we can begin to encourage you and help you and help you to, to, to go on that re- journey with Jesus, that relationship. Yeah, brilliant. A couple of hands there. Awesome. If that's you, if you feel God just tugging in your heart, saying, hey, it's time. It's time to, to, to jump on this journey, to jump in this relationship, to begin to know me so that you can really, really live life and have life. Then uh, feel free to put your hand up. Yeah, so good. Come on. That's awesome. Come on, thank you. All right, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much that you are good. Thank you that you love us, that you care for us, that you showed us what love looks like, that you showed us that love looks like serving people. Help us to see that example, to recognize that example and begin serving the people in our lives, serving people however we can, showing them what your love looks like, what your grace looks like by the way that we actually put aside our wants and some of the things that we need so that we can love people. Help us to look at opportunities where we can begin to do that this week. And Lord, just help us to continue to grow, to learn who you are and to foster that relationship, that journey we have with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So good. Who is my encouragement? Take some L's. Give some W's.